Greetings. Hello and welcome. The archival recording you are about to hear was sourced from live streaming audio in an effort to expand content reach. I have decided to repurpose the show as an audio podcast. I have done my best to remaster the audio quality for your ears, but I have chosen to leave its content and length unedited. So you may hear reference to visual cues not described in said audio. If you'd like to see the original live streaming video podcast this recording comes from, please head over to youtube.com slash C slash from us films, LLC, or just search from us F R U M E S S. And don't forget to like share and subscribe audio from episode to episode will also vary in quality. Sorry about that. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Jeff from us. Hey, what's going on? Happy Sunday. Hope you all had a great weekend. I had a wonderful weekend. I spent some time at the Sleepy Hollow International Film Festival. Had my short on, played with the thing and chopping wall. It was a great time. Really, really enjoyed myself. Those guys really put on a phenomenal show. If you're ever in Sleepy Hollow, make sure you check out the Sleepy Hollow International Film Festival in October. Going to have the guys on the show at some point. Going to do that because, well, yesterday the the show was canceled because of weather, because it's like an outdoor drive-in thing. So I went home and decided that I was going to go and log into Peacock or whatever, pay the five bucks, upgrade to premium. And check out the brand spanking new Halloween Kills sequel to the 2018 film, Halloween. Confusingly, the same title as the 1978 film, Halloween. I mean, this is a, this is a franchise with some very, very complicated sort of history. You basically have, I think it's three or four or even five is it five? There's five different line lineages, lines, timelines going on. Let's let's think about this for a minute. You got the original, which basically works through all this, technically kind of works through all the sequels, I guess. That's one way to look at it. Then so you got Halloween, Halloween two, Halloween four, Halloween five, Halloween six, and Halloween four through six. That's its own trilogy of films. What's going on, Amy? Welcome to the show tonight. Talk about Halloween. So it's like, you know, three, uh, four through six is its own set of films. And then you got Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween H2O, and technically Halloween Resurrection. Considered to be truly the worst in the series, by the way, Halloween Resurrection. And then you have Rob Zombie's Halloweens, which is a completely separate timeline of, of its own. Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. And, you know, I really like the Rob Zombie Halloweens. They're really hated. People hate these movies. I mean, just despise them. Oh, Amy, did I like Halloween Kills? We're going to get to that. We're, we're on our way. We're on our way. Just sit back and relax. <laughs> it's true, man. Ballad's right. You have Halloween, the original, Halloween, the remake, and then Halloween, the the reboot sequel. So then you have the third lineage, which basically erases, 
erases all the the previous ones and it goes Halloween, Halloween 2018, Halloween kills and soon Halloween ends. Now, I, I just want to start off before I talk. By the way, this is part of my 31 days of Halloween series. Make sure you check out all the others. I don't know why. No one likes to watch the series. They really hate it. Nobody clicks on these things. I don't know if it's YouTube's algorithm, but no, I get no traffic on these things. And I keep on doing it because I committed to doing it. I said I was going to do it. And so I'm going to finish it. I'm going to make sure I finish it. So this is actually movie number 16 in that series. I just figured I would make it a live thing because I have a lot to say. And, you know, I figured it would be a great time to go live. It's a very timely topic. So that's why we're here. Uh, I'm just warning you, Mike Watson says he loves the 2018 Halloween and can't wait to see kills. We're about to spoil the crap out of that movie. So if you have not seen Halloween Kills, do not watch this stream. Unless you don't mind spoilers, because we are about to spoil some ish right now, people. We're going to we're going to go all out, pulling out all the stops. So as I said, you have all these different Halloweens. You have all these different Halloween timelines. I also think it's important to note that for me, Halloween is not a sacred cow to me. What's up, Chris? How are you? Halloween is not a sacred cow. I don't revere Halloween the way a lot of horror nerds, movie fans, fiends do. So, like, I don't, like, I'm very unbiased when it comes to this sort of stuff. For me, and I've said this many a time on the show, my Halloween is Scream. Uh, Sidney Prescott, played by Nev Campbell, my forever love. That's my Laurie Strode. You know what I'm saying? So while I still respect and appreciate Halloween and what it did for the genre and its important historical place, I am not be I'm not I'm not beholden to it, betrothed to it. I don't have, you know, fanboy eyes for it the way that I do for Scream. You know what I'm saying? That that's how I feel about that. Um I'm sorry to hear that, Chris. I hope I hope you uh I hope things improve. So so here's the thing. I you know, for me the best Halloween film, and I know this is so cliche to say, especially at this time, because it's having its renaissance. For the last 10 years, Halloween 3 has been experiencing a glorious renaissance. For decades, people considered this to be the worst film in the franchise. It's not even, doesn't even have Michael Myers in it. But here's the thing. Let me turn this on its head for you for one second. Let me turn this on on its head. Imagine that we live... In an alternate universe, right? Did you ever see Back to the Future Part 2? What happens in Back to the Future Part 2? They uh Marty's running through town, Hill Valley, Hill Valley's town, and he sees a holographic trailer for Jaws 19. And we all go, ha, 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 hearty har har. Could you imagine if they made 19 Jaws films? We would all like be flummoxed by that. Why would we want 19 Jaws films? I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, every, look at how everybody treats Jaws the Revenge. People get mad when a lion, what, sorry, when a, a shark has a lion roar. It, it really, really pisses people off. You know what I'm saying? Um, I imagine that we are living in an alternate universe. In in the regular universe, in the in the normal universe, 
we got two, maybe three films with Michael Myers. You had Halloween. You had Halloween 2. The night isn't over, right? Michael Myers dies. Maybe he comes back for H2O. Maybe not. And that's it. In the normal universe, they pick up with Halloween 3. And every year, for 30 years, they've been doing the anthology thing like they intended to do. That's what they were supposed to do. That was the plan. And when Halloween 3 flopped, they went right back to Michael Myers. And we instead, in some surreal twist, we got like 19 sequels about something that for me, and this is just me, I'm just talking for me here, because I know how many people love Halloween and respect it. And I want to approach it with that kind of respect, because I understand that it's this beloved thing. That, frankly, I get great enjoyment out of watching. I like the Halloween movies. I do. But it's not, like I said, it's not a sacred cow. Take it or leave. I could, you know, I could leave it as easily as I take it. We, to me, Halloween is a one-note subject, right? Like, for instance, the fact that Mike, that, that Rob Zombie never got to make his third Halloween, that's okay. You know why? Because he said everything that he needed to say about Michael Myers and Michael Myers' story in those two Halloween films. Even John Carpenter, who never returned to the series proper, he said everything that he needed to say in those two Halloween films, Halloween and Halloween 2, The Night Isn't Over. You know, it's kind of a one-note subject. It's, what is it? What is Halloween about? It's about the boogeyman, that the boogeyman is real and that he can come and he can get you. I'm about to sneeze. Ready? Excuse me. Oh, a lot of dust down here. So, um, it's a one-note, it's a one-note subject in that kind of way. There's this, there's e- uh, evil incarnate looks behind man's eyes. Oh, it's coming. Got another sneeze coming. It's coming. Can't talk. It's the worst. That's the worst feeling in the world. You know, when you feel like you're about to sneeze, like your whole body sees it up. Anyway, you know, the uh, this idea of evil incarnate, the shape. You know, Michael Myers isn't even a person. He is a he is a shape. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Uh, Jorge says the 1988 Halloween movie. Who was the shooter that broke Michael Myers out of jail? It's still a mystery. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but you know, like it. It just it. It just doesn't. It, it doesn't. Um. I, I don't think I don't think we need this many Michael Myers films. That's the on that's the honest to God truth. I just feel like you, you, you tell the story once or twice and, and move on. But we live in this alternate reality where we have gotten like a thousand Michael Myers films. It's almost kind of like it's like it's like border borderline parody, you know, and you could say you could. Say, hey, Jeff, what about Jason? The same thing with Jason to an extent. But here's the thing about Jason that differs from Michael Myers. Jason has kind of evolved a little bit, bit by bit, bit by bit. You know what I mean? It hasn't, it hasn't just been, it's when, when Friday the 13th started, it wasn't even Jason. It was his mother doing all the, the slaying, you know? And then Jason had a bag over his head and then he got his hockey mask and then he was undead and there was a copycat. They did a bunch of things. Michael Myers pretty much, I mean, yeah, like he becomes like the, 
you know, the thing with the Sam Hain cult and like, you know, he's he's got some supernatural stuff going on. But like besides that, it's always just been one note, dude with the mask. And you know, nothing wrong with simplicity. Simplicity is king too. But that's where I'm coming from when I talk about Halloween and ha- Halloween 2018 and Halloween kills. That's the place I'm coming from. I'm coming from, it's a one-note thing. Now, the flip side of that is I will defend the, the three Scream fil- films till I'm blue in the face. But let's be realistic here. You only really need one Scream, too. I mean, you can't keep doing the Scream thing over and over again. Scream 4 is a ridiculous film. I'm super excited for Scream 5. I can't wait. I don't know what where they're going to take it. But do we honestly need anything after Scream 3? No, we don't. No, Scream 3 is the perfect ending for Scream, you know? So that's the place. But you know what? It doesn't, everything I just said doesn't matter. You know why? Because they're going to keep making movies. The movies are fun to watch. Even no matter what what kind of substance they have, they're super fun to watch. And we're going to keep watching them. I'm going to keep watching them. I'm going to watch every one that they make. I'm not going to stop. But, you know, I'm just kind of, you know, I was kind of, I kind of went into, here's the truth. I went into 2018 with an open mind. It was like, where are they going to go with this? Everybody was super excited. The buzz was insane. You know, we're, we're getting this brand new uh, Halloween film with, and, and Laurie Strode is back. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis is Laurie Strode is back. And what's going to happen? And there was some very interesting stuff that goes on. But ultimately, the direction that they take it doesn't work for me. It didn't work for me because... To me, you know, it's funny. I actually went back and I watched H2O for the first time in almost 20 years in 2018, right? The first time. <laughs> yeah, Rude, definitely, definitely want to skip in on this. So avoid the spoilers. Definitely, definitely. Thanks for stopping by, though. I appreciate that. That's right. November 6th. November from his fire. November 6th. That's right. Having a show in Lodi. Lodi VFW. So. So, you know, like I, I I rewatched Halloween H2O and I like, you know, really enjoyed the crap out of it. I thought like this is kind of the ending that we always had the ending. We had the ending for 20 years. I don't see why we have to open this book back up. But what Blumhouse has decided to do is we're like, OK, we're just going to erase everything. The only thing that stands is the original film. So. It's like a serial killer that murders three people, right? And that's it. And then, like, all this stuff for something like that. Now, I don't want to turn human tragedy into numbers here. But in the realm of talking about a fictional horror film, the idea of the the legend surrounding something that seems very small and contained... This thing that happened 40 years ago, three three people were tragically murdered. It is tragedy, right? But like the legend that sort of developed from only this one incident, it seems bigger than it might have really been. But in, especially in the way that we consume news today, where you know people don't even blink their eyes when there's like uh, you know uh, a gun scenario, a gun incident you know, a shooting. People don't even blink their eyes anymore. It's just, it's so common. 
So to think of something like this in that way, like, and again, it's a movie. It, it's a, you know, as Chris always says, don't judge a movie for what it is, judge a movie for what it's trying to be. You know, to an extent that works here and sometimes it doesn't. So the fact that Laurie Strode for 40 years, Michael Myers has been locked up for 40 years, but Laurie Strode becomes a survival nut anyway. You know what I mean? Oh, I could, I totally disagree with you. HGO is not horrible. And I don't know when the last time you watched it, but you should rewatch it as it really holds up really well. If anything, it needs about 15 extra minutes of, I'd say it's really tight. It's like 84 minutes. Give it 15 more minutes of development before like the action kicks in. I mean, it's really, really lean, but it holds up really nice. I, I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed the, their face off, you know, which means that, and that's the problem because they had already faced off 20 years prior. This didn't feel as epic as maybe it could have been because it had already happened. We're already desensitized to the notion, to this like, this like insane idea of Michael Myers, you know, facing off against Laurie Strode one more time, you know? And in this scenario, Laurie Strode is a friggin' survivalist, man. She's like a crazy survivalist. Now she has a daughter and a granddaughter, you know, and they're all grown up and there's this whole family history and it feels, it just... I don't know. I I was I, I could not connect to the story. But here was the one thing that I was kind of hoping for. I thought, oh, for sure, she, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is gonna is gonna die at the end of this movie. It's gonna be the end of the thing. Like, you know, they're gonna be locked in that final battle again. And you know, because remember, Jamie Lee Curtis has already died once. She died in Halloween Resurrection. You know what I'm saying? They already killed her off, and now here she is. She's back alive. It's a completely separate continuity. So it's kind of like, it's like, how many times can you really rehash this? But people love this mythology. They love Michael Myers. They love the mythology. And they love the the idea of the shape. Um, and so they they go for it. And so, you know, the that 2018 movie ends in Laurie Strode's fiery house. She sets a trap for Michael. And, you know, it's the house goes up in flames. Lori gets stabbed in the gut and you're like, oh, okay, she is, she is, she is a goner and she's not, they do surgery on her and she's okay. And I keep thinking, you know, we go into this movie and I'm going, oh man, they're going to face off again. And it never comes. It never comes in Halloween kills. Here's the thing that Halloween kills. This is what Halloween kills has that like, this is what's really going for Halloween kills. That's what I'm trying to say. This is what it has going for it. Sorry, that's what I was trying to say. I just really suck. Talking off the top of my head right now. Um, it's a fun movie. Halloween Kills is fun. I had fun. I enjoyed watching it. You know, it's got a super high body count. Lots of, you know, fun, interesting kills. You know, in, in this way, it's like, you know, killing is a sport, man. You know, and he just goes through, he mows people down. And, you know, I got to tell you, man, I got to tell you, people were getting really upset that Michael Myers kills a bunch of firemen. And I was like, why? I was like, it's a movie, dude. Like, I mean, come on. Like, what, you, you know, like, where where is the line? Where do we draw the line on controversy? What, because they're firemen, they can't be killed because of f firemen die in real life? I mean, 
come on. So then why do we have serial killers in movies? I mean, you just can't come on. Like you cut us a break. It's a crazy scene. Michael Myers, he comes out of the burning house and he friggin' goes up against like all these firemen and it's just, it's a bloodbath and Michael walks away and, you know, he's just like, that's what people love about him. He's like this indestructible champion. People love Michael Myers because he's a, because he's like their champion, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I, you know, Amy, I hope so. I hope so. You know what I hope they do? I hope that Halloween ends, ends the Michael Myers story. And you know what I would love? I would love if they did, uh, what's it called? Um, an anthology. I, if they just picked up the 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 pace where they left off in 1982 and tried another crack at the anthology. Just make anthology movies. You know, wait 10 years and then you can bring back Michael again if you want. If you really, really want. But, I mean, yeah. I, I loved seeing that scene. I thought it was really great. There's so many firefighters and you're just wondering like, oh my God, is he going to be able to do it? Here's the other thing that really is great about this movie. Michael Myers suffers from bad mask syndrome. There are a lot of bad Michael Myers masks. For those of you who don't know, a little trivia, Michael Myers's mask is a William Shatner Star Trek mask. It's a Captain Kirk mask that's been painted white. And so the face of Michael Myers is actually the face of William Shatner. And it's funny. I wonder if William Shatner ever got any royalties for that or if he ever tried to sue them or something. You would think he'd be entitled to some sort of profits for them profiting off of his likeness. Who knows? Who knows how that works? I'm sure if he found the right lawyer, he can make that happen. So Michael Myers' mask looks – this is the best it's ever looked in any Halloween film. How many have we had now? How many sequels are there? Are we up to like 15? 12, 13, best one, B- better than anyone, bar none. Like, I I salute. So there's my first positive uh, accolade, you know, um, venerating this mask, because it is great. It's slightly burnt, and it just looks rugged. You can see it on the thumbnail. He just looks really rugged. He looks like he's been through the mill, and it just is so good. It's so good for this movie, and I'm looking at it right now, actually. It's just slightly charred. And there's just something about the mask that just is so unhinged. You know, normally people are like, how do you find Michael Myers terrifying? Just a dude in a white mask. But this mask is scary as hell. I mean, really, really, really scary. I think the one in, I haven't seen Rob Zombie's Halloween since it came out. I should really revisit because like I said, I really enjoyed myself. But I really, I remember that mask being pretty creepy as well. In any case, fire... Fireman scene's great. Laurie Strode's rushed to the hospital. They give her emergency surgery. And one part of me is like, how is she going to get up and fight? How is she going to get up and fight Michael? Because I keep expecting her to get up and fight Michael. And I'm sorry to say that this movie absolutely suffers from the probably the, the greatest misuse of Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode in the entire series. So we go from having the best mask in the series to the greatest misuse and here's the thing and this is ultimately the truth this is clearly i guess this was always supposed to be a three-part trilogy right halloween halloween kills halloween ends it's supposed to be a it's a three-part arc right a trilogy so we truly can't pass all of our judgment until the third part of the trilogy and we see how it ends right at least that's what i am going to do so no matter how negative or criti- critical i may be in certain aspects of this film and the first film ultimately i i don't think i'm going to formulate a definitive opinion until 
that last movie comes out and I can see if there's anything that makes this more redeeming. Because like I said, even though it's a fun movie, I also felt like it was a bit pointless. Like it, you know, but I mean, what what sequel isn't pointless for the most part? What what sequel, you know, it's just us wanting to see the same thing happen again over and over and over again and trying to find an excuse to make that thing happen over and over and over again. In this one, it's like the the film is driven by by kills, uh, Halloween kills. It's driven by 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 deaths. There's no it, there's no there seems to be no character arcs for anybody, really. I mean, truly, you know, th- there's some great setups and there's some great concepts that they that they use in the in this film that you know ultimately feel like missed opportunities or just wasted or not properly executed. So the first one is having Laurie Strode in the film, having her throughout the entire runtime, but never having her leap into action, despite that. And here's the thing, the filmmakers can't win because if she leaps into action, you call shenanigans because she got stabbed in the gut. Like she's out, she's out down for the count and they stand by that. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you're making three final Halloween films. You got Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie Strode three times. You're going to give us Laurie Strode like this the whole time. You know, like, I mean, you got like, I just felt like it was a miss. She was misused. Don't even have her in the film then. You know, like, I think it would have been better if Laurie Strode was not even in the film. Like, here's the thing. If Laurie Strode was as injured as she was in the back of that truck, then why not have her hanging by a thread the entire film? So she's in the movie, but she's unconscious and her daughter and Michael Myers is trying to get to her or something. And the daughter sacrifices her life for her mom or something. I don't know. Something, something happens. There's some sort of sacrifice and that causes Laurie to wake up for the final the final confrontation. The final, final confrontation. What's going on, Crazy White Boy? We're talking about M- Halloween Kills. So if you haven't seen Halloween Kills, make sure that you click off this. And if you are enjoying this stream, please make sure to like, share, and most of all, subscribe to this channel. Leave that like so it boosts us up in the algorithm. Yada, yada, yada. X, Y, Z, one, two, three. So you know, why not have her just unconscious, you know, like that would have been, that to me would have been more interesting than say, have her talking to this cop. And you know, what's funny. I kind of, you know, I should have rewatched Halloween 2018 because, and I hate that by the way, I hate that I have to say Halloween 2018 because they chose to use the same name. They're doing it with scream too. This annoys the crap out of me. Call it Halloween reborn. Call it Halloween. Give us something that doesn't, I don't want to call it Halloween 18. I don't want to call it Halloween 78. I want to call the original Halloween. And I want to call this one Halloween. And, you know, and, and it doesn't help the fact that the remake is called Halloween 2. So it just, you you literally, as Ballad of the Broken says, you have three different Halloweens. It just kind of, it's, I find it frustrating. That frustrates me too. So, you know, like, you, you, you know, if, if Laurie Strode gets taken out, almost taken out, and is down for the count in Halloween Kills, then me as an audience, like, what's going to happen? How, you know, it kind of, like, drives the story a little bit more, kind of gives, uh, uh, ups the stakes, even though we know that she will probably make it to Halloween ends. Give us the, 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 give us the, let us think 
that it may not happen, that Michael Myers gets to that hospital and just cuts through everybody trying to get to Lori, like just pushing through Lori. But here's the thing. Here's another thing, too. The fact that they took Lori, that they made Lori Strode and Michael Myers no longer related anymore, it takes away from why Michael Myers does what he does a little bit. You know, that's what that's what adding that plot detail did for Michael Myers in that story. It sort of gave him a sense of purpose and urgency. And now I guess he just operates in complete chaos. He's just literally out there just to kill. And that's it. And that's what happens in this movie. Michael Myers just walks around aimlessly killing people. And there's no rhyme or reason to anything. And that's probably my biggest criticism of this film, right? Like there's just there's just no rhyme or reason. You know, what the other thing that they do, which I thought was really great, love this part. First of all, we get a cameo by Donald Pleasance, and that's really fun too. You know, Donald Pleasance comes back from the grave and, uh, you know, because they sort of do this little setup. They show some backstory for this cop who's laid up and had a crush on Laurie Strode or whatever. And, you know, I thought that I took it was very forgettable. That's what I was saying. I I, I should have rewatched Halloween 18 before I watched this. And I didn't because I kind of forgot some things. I forgot that this cop was was in the movie and they like give us a little backstory about him and. His partner was, uh, what's his name, uh, Cummings from um, just in the Wolf and Snow, Wolf and Snow Hollow. He, he wrote and directed this movie. Jim Cummings is his name. Great actor, too. Loves, always typecast as cop. Does plays cops and whatnot. Um, they give him some backstory, this this sheriff guy or whatever. And I'm just kind of like, it, it also ultimately doesn't go anywhere. He just says, I have to be the one that kills Michael Myers. So I'm thinking in my head, okay. You know, so are we going to see that happen? And it never comes. It doesn't come at all. Obviously, everything's being set up for this third film. But what what really is happening is I feel like we're getting three films when really maybe all we needed was two. Halloween... You could have called the the first one Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, and that's it. You know what I mean? We didn't need three films. It's almost like they're trying to pull it into a trilogy when it was unnecessary. And this middle one is just filler in the sense of, oh, we're just going to kill a bunch of people. Now, here's one thing that I really, really loved about Halloween Kills. I love Tommy Doyle coming back. Tommy Doyle's the little boy in the original Halloween. Comes back, he's played by Anthony Michael Hall. I love this. I love this idea. That's fun. I think he was played by Paul Rudd, too, in The Curse of Michael Myers. Um, that is a lot of fun, bringing him back. And the way that they sort of frame him, they set him up. He's at a uh, like a karaoke-type thing, I guess, Halloween party. And it's this is a year – this is a tradition that they've done every year for 40 years where they – sort of just get really drunk in this bar and he gets up and he tells the ghost story that was his actual past. And that's ultimately, I guess that's what makes it so popular. It's that it's a ghost story. It's a local ghost story where three people were murdered. So in that way, it is kind of epic. I take back what I said. And yes, Amy, they're not siblings. I don't know what Michael Myers' sole purpose. They took away his sole purpose of murdering his other sister. You know, like that that's why that's why I was confused personally. 
you know, I'm just kind of going like, why then what is he up? Like, what is his urgency? Why does he do what he does? You know, he's just out there to just, to just slice and dice. Okay, fine, I guess. But what happens is we're, you know, hold on, let me get back to Tommy Doyle. We'll, we'll, we'll get on that in, in a second, in a second. Tommy Doyle has this whole thing. He stands up and he tells the ghost story that was his youth about, you know, Michael Myers, you know, uh, Slade, you know, this person. And and all the people came back from the original film. The nurse is back. Uh, the little girl whose, whose babysitter was murdered, you know. I thought that was really great. I like that they brought the original, like, you know, crew back, you know, minus... Tom, the actual kid who played Tommy Doyle, they had Anthony Michael Hall, which is good to have Anthony Michael Hall in place of that guy. And it really felt they like you could really feel like the locality of Haddonfield in this place. I kind of think that it would have been better if it was more of like a Halloween party. And here's another missed opportunity. It's Halloween night. Like, put everybody in a costume. You have people just, like, casually dressed. It's like, dude, if it's on Halloween night, then go crazy. Throw in every Easter egg. And they do a great, a great Easter egg. And I wonder if it was Ryan Turk or somebody who, you know, Ryan Turk is a, he's a co-producer. And, you know, I, I, I love listening to that dude on Shockwave podcast, RIP. Doesn't exist anymore. But Ryan, I'm sure that it was Ryan's idea to have the trick-or-treaters wearing the Halloween three masks. You know, you have the skull, the witch, and the pumpkin. And there are these three trick-or-treaters that wear those masks. And I loved seeing that nod, that that little Easter egg in there. I thought that was a really, really nice touch. And I was like, I wanted more of that for the town because the townspeople become like a main character that like they're, you know, they're after Michael Myers, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So they're in this, they're in this bar doing this whole thing. And it's like, instead of a bar, why not give us like a hot, full-fledged Halloween party? You know, like give us some sort of like Halloween celebration that occurs. Something that unseen because it takes place on the same night as Halloween 2018. So no time has passed. It, the, the, this film literally picks up where the last one left off, the burning house. So you know, an unseen aspect. I, I sound like an, I sound like an a-hole. I'm just rewriting the story, you know, uh, you know, Monday morning quarterback hindsight, 2020 armchair writing story. That's what I'm doing right now. Honestly, let, let me, let's be real, but like, I'm just, I'm just calling it how I would want to see it. I'm allowed to do that. That's, this is the internet. Isn't that what this is for? So, you know, like, uh, why not have them why not showing us that there's like this whole Michael Myers remembrance or like victim remembrance of the thing where everybody sort of somberly has this party on Halloween where everybody's more even more dressed up than they are. There's some people in costume, but everybody's sort of plainly dressed. And I just felt like that was a real lost opportunity. That's not to say that, you know, you have uh, uh, the gay couple, the Gabers, um, played by the brilliant. Well, God, what's his name? Um, from Mad TV, phenomenal dude, Michael something. Michael, 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 Michael. Oh my God, he played Stuart. Stop! Michael McDonald, that's his name. Michael McDonald is dressed like a pirate, which is great. You know, that's what I mean. Like more stuff like that. So we got a little bit of it, a little bit of it. Um, let's see some of these these comments. 
Halloween 5 ending scene, this is from Jorge, is still a mystery. Who was the shooter who had sh- shoot out in the p- police precinct and broke Michael Myers out of jail? I don't know, man. I guess it was the Cult of Thorn, maybe. Amy says, all I know is that he's running on pure animal instinct, pure primal predator. Fine. Yes. Agreed. But I don't know. I don't know. Oh, he's in Ghostbusters. That's cool. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that for sure, I think that for sure we, we needed just a little bit more than just being a pure animal predator. You know, it just, especially, maybe it's because we've, we've been exposed to so much of this mythology that we, we had a different expectation for what that could and should have been. And that's why that, that bothered me. But in any case, I would have liked to have seen more of that for a framing device. But then there's this really cool idea. And the really cool idea is that Tommy Doyle leads these vigilante militias to basically evil dies tonight. We're going to kill Michael Myers. I love it. I love it. Except that it feels like the solution to the whole series. And then that should have happened in the final film. So I feel like Halloween is sort of suffering from what Star Wars suffered for from where they're like sort of wrapping things up in the middle one instead of the final one. I, I don't know where they're going to go when Halloween ends, but I kind of feel like that was what kind of Halloween ends could, could have been about having the townspeople, you know, and you have lady with the iron. I don't know if anybody saw that, the ironing thing. There's like a Facebook group dedicated to this woman who's going to attack Michael Myers with an ironing, you know, uh, an iron for like ironing clothes and stuff, um, which is awesome. But that, you know, he's got a bat. What's his face? He's got a bat called old Huckleberry, um, Tommy Doyle. And they all go after Michael Myers, and they get, that's how the movie ends. They gather around him and beat the crap out of him. And it just, you know, and then Michael Myers kills everybody. You know, it just sort of, let, let me go to some of my notes here before before we continue. Sort of going all over the place. I said, great burnt mask, best one he's ever looked, uh, be, the best he's ever looked. Um, I would have, would have liked to have seen a band of costume people fight. Yeah, right, 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 right. I wanted to see costume people fighting. Uh, I did notice that, and maybe it was something from the first film. Uh, Laurie's daughter is wearing an Xmas sweater. She's wearing a Christmas sweater on Halloween night. And maybe that was a joke that I just totally forgot about. Um, Oh, interesting. Amy says that Halloween ends is going to take place four years later. Huh. I did not know that. I did not know that. Um, but yeah, it's weird that Lori's daughter is wearing a holiday Christmas sweater. Um, I will say, you know, Tommy Doyle comes to Lori's bed in the hospital and they have this conversation that feels like fan fiction, like pure fan fiction. It feels so like ham fisted to me. It just, I was not, I was, could not suspend my disbelief at all. I did like the line where he says, Lori, you protected me all those years ago. Now I'm going to protect you. And that would be the last time that she sees him alive because they kill Tommy Doyle. Michael Myers kills Tommy Doyle at the end. Um, so then their neighbors, Michael McDonald and this other guy. So they play Big John and Little John, which I thought was so cute. I love that. 
they live in the Myers house, right? And they've remodeled it. It looks much nice. It's really nice because it always feels like a very, it's like a very depressing house. Even in the first Halloween film, when Michael Myers kills Judith Myers, it still feels like, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it just doesn't feel, it feels like a really sort of, sort of depressing kind of house. And they make it, they dress it up really, really nice. And what's really funny about Big John and Little John is that, Little John carries a big knife and Big John carries a little knife. And it's really funny and great. And that's the thing, too. And I read this article, like, you know, about the kills and stuff, and like the characters they introduce. They introduce all these characters and they give us like little backstories or like little bits of character development that, you know, make us sort of attach to them and then just senselessly, brutally murder them. And it just kind of feels all for naught. You know, I mean, one would argue, oh, well, you know, they're trying to make the characters feel more three dimensional. But in a movie with such a high body count and it's Michael Myers, I don't know. It just doesn't really work because we know that none of these people are the main characters. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's a bad nitpick. They kind of did that in the first one, too. I think it was the babysitter who gets murdered in the house with the with the, with the little kid, little black kid. Um, was I remembering that wrong? But she felt like I was surprised that she that she was that that she got taken out. Um, I, the, why did the inmate kill himself? I didn't understand this. He jumps off the building. I, I did not understand why. That's what I'm saying. There were so many characters. The only motivation that felt like 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 a true character motivation, like a true arc, was Tommy Doyle and the townspeople hunting Michael Myers because they wanted it to end tonight. Everything else, Laurie Strode was was aimless. The daughter seemed kind of aimless. You know, there, she has a whole thing with the granddaughter about, oh, you shouldn't go out there and be part of the vigilante. You know, oh, maybe you should be a part of the vigilante squad. It just seemed very aimless. There just didn't seem, it was just all about kills, like the title said. So if you went into the movie just being like, this is going to be just like a fun Halloween kill movie, you're going to have a great time. If you're expecting more like from like some sort of arc, you're not going to have a great time, you know? Um, and the movie end. the movie ends with the movie ends with the, the like I said, the militia, the, the vigilantes, the, the, the angry mob, if you will, confront the monster. And I love there's a scene where. They're in the Myers house, the old Myers house, and there's a confrontation. Some people, Lonnie, this guy Lonnie dies, his son dies, uh, Lori's daughter is there, and Lori's granddaughter is there. And there's a scene where um, I think it's Lori's daughter pulls the mask off of Michael, and you kind of see him out of focus, and it's really good. I really like this. I loved Michael's demeanor throughout this whole thing. He's just like... He literally, there's like nothing, there really is, there's nothing there. There's nothing behind him. And I guess on that level, that's literally what the filmmaker is trying to tell us. It's just about a dude who's not there at all, trying to take as many people down as he possibly can. And that's it. And that's it. It's like, it's literally that simple. And perhaps I'm just overcomplicating it. You know, I'm just making it too complicated in my own head. But they have a great scene at the end where, you know, everybody just it's like it. It's like Pennywise and it. Everybody gangs up. It's like, you know, like kind of like kind of trying to like overcome their fear of fear itself, you know, just like with Pennywise and taking him on. But then here's the thing. 
all of a sudden, out of nowhere, in the last minutes of the movie, after Laurie has just been wandering around the hospital or whatever with this cop, they've been in the room together. Like they keep cutting us back, they keep cutting back to Laurie to be like, hey, look, Laurie Strode is in this movie, but she's not doing anything. Um, they have this whole conversation, or there's this conversation about how they they suddenly realize that that he with every kill, he gets stronger. That with every you know, uh, blade to Michael, he gets stronger with every, you know, and darker and yada, yada, yada. And that he transcends mortality. And I just, I, I just like, I just kind of rolled my eyes. Cause I was just kind of like, you know, you, what's the point? Why, why are you doing it like this? Why not keep it? Why, you're just retreading what's already been done and why, what's the point? I don't know. I, I don't know. I hope Halloween ends answers that question for me. But basically when Michael Myers should have been down and out and dead, they, they give him a supernatural reason for keeping on living. And yeah, this Amy is literally right. When she says this, you can't take down the boogeyman with brutal force. They try to, and it makes him stronger. And then he kills everybody. And so suddenly Tommy Doyle is wasted. Everybody gets wasted in this thing. And shockingly, Lori's daughter goes back in the house and Michael Myers is magically there again. And she gets wasted too. Everybody gets wasted. Now, here's the thing. I'm okay. I thought it would have been a good idea to have Lori, Lori's daughter uh, die. You know, I, I think that works for the story. If there's some sort of sacrifice, she's play uh, Karen Nelson played by Judy Greer. If it, that's Lori's daughter, if if it, you give us some sort of Empire Strikes Back like action where, like I said, Lori's asleep the whole time. It's touch and go. You have the cop who's at her bedside manner and he's got his bandaged up neck and he's trying to tell Lori, you got to pull through because we got to take out Michael Myers. And, you know, and then when Lori's daughter dies, she wakes up and then they together in Halloween ends, they're going to go after Michael Myers. Why not? Instead of making the, the third film four years afterwards, why not make them all in the same night? You know, why not? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it, it just, I, I was, I'm just was like, you know, like I said, I, I just thought that it, I don't know. I, I really need to see where things land in order to fully appraise everything. Let's see. What, ben, Ben has a good point here. I feel you have to make it subtly supernatural, but doing it right is the rub. Yeah. I agree. I'm okay with I'm not I'm not okay. I mean, I'm okay with it being supernatural, but it's just it felt like oh, he's it's actually supernatural, which is how we get to the third movie because really this story which could have been one movie that we're stretching to two movies, we're actually making three movies because we want to do a trilogy and we're making this the middle movie. You know, as Ben says, otherwise the guy should have died early on. I and mean, he gets shot and stabbed and run through with a pitchfork and burned and all this stuff. And you have all the townspeople in the thing. It just felt like it, there, there just seemed like a lot of filler. In fact, maybe even you could have condensed, you could have condensed this movie so much 
that you literally could have tacked on a half hour to the first Halloween, Halloween 2018, had everything that happens in this movie tacked on as an extra half hour, and then have like a two hour and 15 minute Halloween film, and then have Halloween ends. But they just pulled it out. They wanted to show Michael just, just, just racking up the bodies and i believe this is the highest body count i mean that you want that too in a in a you want that too in a halloween movie you coming there for the body count and the, they do the blumhouse delivers on that you know uh, i was entered even though i had a lot of problems with the story and i was very upset that tommy doyle is murdered at the end because like i said i feel like he, you know, bringing him in was a really great move, and they squandered it all in this movie. Let's let like push it, push it. Um, don't apologize for the tangent, Ben. That's quite all right, and I do like House of the Devil, but I'm not going to go on a tangent about it because I'm keeping it about Halloween Kills tonight. But I will say, House of the Devil, fantastic film. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Tom Noonan's great in it. I just feel like, I just feel like, why take out, why set up Tommy Doyle and then take him out so soon? They did the same thing with Aaron Eckhart as Two-Face in The Dark Knight. Like, I thought, I legitimately thought, like, why not set up all the Two-Face stuff for the next film? You know, why not set up all this Tommy Doyle stuff? You could have this whole thing running with Tommy Doyle and his vigilante mob going after Michael Myers. Then you have Laurie in, uh, in, in, in a coma or something, and we're hoping that she's going to pull through from the knife in her gut. And you have that same cop. You could have the same backstory. He's holding this thing, but he's at her bedside and confessing that he loved her and whatever, and that only they together can stop Michael Myers. And then have Laurie's daughter. You could have the whole thing with Laurie's daughter chasing after her daughter, Lori's granddaughter, who's joined the violent mob and gets in between her, her daughter and Michael Myers and sacrifices herself to save the granddaughter, which is kind of like what happens in the film. And that causes Lori Strode a million miles away in the hospital to wake up out of bed and be like, all right, Michael, now it's time for Halloween to end. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Jorge says, Halloween 2, Michael should have died for good because he was burned alive in the hospital after the explosion. He he did die for good. He was It was supposed to be him and Dr. Loomis taking themselves out. And then we were supposed to get an anthology series that would take us year after year after year with a new story. And then what happened was the reception for Season of the Witch was not good. And they said, let's go back to Michael Myers. And that's why Halloween 4 is the return of Michael Myers because – because of money. And it's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame. Truly. Um, Amy says, the townies didn't think it through. They underestimated him. He's a supernatural force of nature. Yeah. Yes. And that's what the movie, that's what the movie ultimately wanted us to realize by the end of it. And that's fine. Again, part of my problem is that I'm overthinking something that's just super simple. Michael, they have stripped the character of Michael Myers down to just being the shape that stalks and slices and dices with no rhyme or reason. And that is it. Because he has no urgency in this film. And he's just trying to take as many people down as he can. 
and and then friggin um and then Laurie Strode like I'm just I'm going in circles now. I'm really going in circles. It's probably time to end this stream. Um what's going to happen? I don't know. What is going to I I literally have no idea where they're going to take this in Halloween ends. I don't know. Am I going to watch it? Of course I'm going to watch it. Will I pay money to see it? Of course I'll pay money to see it. Um I I just don't know where they're going to go. I, and and this idea felt really half baked and it felt like there could have been there were so many missed opportunities for interesting things. Keep Tommy Doyle alive, you know. Um, increase the stakes with Lori, because I honestly thought I like I said I thought Lori was going to be dead after the first movie. I thought they were going to die in that fiery fire. That would have been that would have worked for me better. And the ultimate thing, the thing that I loved more than anything was in Halloween H two O. I think is so great. She has. You know, we really see her PTSD in Halloween. You know, just that one scene of her drinking wine, you know, and confronting her son because she's a son in that one. You know, I just man, I I, I thought that would have been that that was the way that they did that with the with her post traumatic stress disorder and what I would have loved and confessing to her lover that who she really is and you know that she changed her name, all this stuff. Like I really thought that was great. I thought that was so great. And I just wanted to see, I just feel like that was the ultimate confrontation, you know? So like, what are, what are you going to give me now? I don't know. Ben says, what about a from hell style, early colonial secret society stuff that bleeds into a rural vulgarization of the occult happenings that taint the land, but with no clear connections. Is that supposed to be in reference to, Halloween and Michael Myers, like, you know, like the cult of Thorn or something. Listen, ultimately, these are the 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 random musings of a horror nerd on the internet, you know, talking about what coulda, shoulda, woulda, but didn't. And whatever, dude, whatever. You know, they they did their thing. It, you know, people, it's a very polarizing film. Some people love it, some people will hate it. Um, I just figured I would do this live stream instead of, you know, another video review because I don't know what it is, man. People like, they don't pop up in people's streams. The 31 days of Halloween, like it just doesn't pop up. Um, trying to think of anything else that was in the film. I mean, that's really it. Like there's the, the film is just a, it's just a lot of killing and Lori in the hospital and Tommy Doyle and. You know, and they waste the nurse and the the girl from the first film, and I'm just kind of like, okay, I guess fine, but like, you went to all this trouble to bring these characters back and only to murder them on Halloween night forty years later. I don't know. I don't know. Cult of Thorn is the thing from the sixth film. And is basically the culmination of Halloween 4, 5, and 6. I don't know what I'm going to watch for my... Oh, thank you, Ben. Ben enjoyed the show. And, you know, I, I just want to put it out there. I'm a filmmaker, too. I don't want to be too critical of, of Blumhouse and these guys. I love Blumhouse, and I love what they do. I really do. I really, really do. As I said, I'm kind of like, I have no sacred, 
This is not a sacred cow. I have no horse in this race. You know, um, I don't want to just drag it down. That there were there was a lot of stuff that I liked. There's also a lot of missed opportunity. That's ultimately what I chalked this whole video up to. There was a lot of missed opportunity. And you're hearing me gripe about it live on the internet. That's what it is. Um, what do we got coming up this week? We have another episode of Sin Sinful Celluloid happening. We've got the, the Streaming Evil Live show going on on Tuesday, I think, not Wednesday. Because Wednesday, your boy... Okay, so I'm doing a guest, guys. I'm going to be on a channel called Sea of Tranquility. They have asked me to come on because they want me to – I'm like the – they want to talk with me about the Misfits and stuff. They want to have – they're doing a Misfits episode, and I'm being tapped. I'm being brought in to talk about the band that we love to talk about so much. So check that out. That's on Wednesday, the Sea of Tranquility. I think it's going to be at 9 o'clock. Um. Ben, you should absolutely see A Dark Song. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was an excellent, excellent, excellent film. Um, I don't know where it's streaming right now. I think I watched it on Netflix. Really great film. Very, like, simple film. Very, you know, c contained film. But really great. Really enjoyed it. Um, I saw it tonight. I took my son to the drive-in at the Sleepy Hollow International Film Festival. We watched... Uh, the Monster Squad. Six-year-old boy seeing The Monster Squad for the first time. He enjoyed it. And that's going to be my next review. Please watch my other reviews. If you enjoyed this conversation, there's like 15 other ones just like it, except they're only like, they're anywhere from five to 20 minutes long. And just talking about like, like basically like movie review type stuff. So go check out 31 Days of Halloween. Exactly. Oh, when that line came up, I thought there's a lot of colorful language that I had to t turn to my son and be like, that's wrong. Don't say that. Now, you know, what the biggest thing was just calling the kid fat kid. I was like, I turned to my son. I was like, holy crap. Call him fat kid. This is kind of fucked. I was like, you don't call kids fat kids. It's really mean. You can't do that. You know, not that he would, but like, just to like un that he understand this is like, the, the nuance of, of 80s dialogue, you know, written by Shane Black and Fred Decker, you know. Um, will the Misfits have a special Halloween candy this year, like the Misfits Kit Kat bar last year? I have no, Jorge, I have no idea. Oh, we will be, hey, guys, we will be for sure doing um, Night of Living Dead live stream here doing a live commentary night of living dead so make sure to check that out what's going on ryan thank you for joining us we which what's a show on netflix is going on i don't know everybody's saying that midnight mass is good maybe you can check that out um yeah i think i'm all talked out you guys so make sure uh, we're two minutes away from 60 minutes um what movie should I watch when I get, I'm about to get into bed, get ready for, you know, wind down. I always wind down with a movie at night. Maybe I'll watch Ghoulies 2. Everybody's telling me I should watch Ghoulies 2. I saw the first Ghoulies. That was my other film for 31 Days of Halloween, and it is batshit bananas. Bananas! Um, but, like... <clears throat> 
Mm. I don't know. Yeah, they 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 did not have that. Our eighties horror had no filters for real, and I would be horrified if a bunch of kids called one kid fat kid. That would be that's not cool. <laughs> that's not me trying to be like some social justice warrior or nothing. It's just not cool, dude. It's just not nice. Kids are so impressionable. I just imagine my son being like, "Hey, fat kid," <laughs> getting a call from his school. Gotta explain. That's the thing people don't realize. You gotta explain context to children. You know, like you know, I told my son. You know, when he hears me curse on occasion, I say, "Look, what I just said was wrong," and the reason why I said is because I'm an adult. You're not an adult yet, and when you are an adult, you're allowed to say everything that I am saying now. But you'll be allowed to say it because you'll have the context. You'll know that it's okay to say these things when it's okay, because you're still young. You don't know when it's okay to say them and when it's not okay to say them. You know what I mean? <laughs> Social justice warriors are what assholes call kind people. I'm trying to wrap my mind around that. Uh, yeah. 80s films in general, I have no problems with what's on now seen edgy dialogue now yeah i don't know i don't know oh my god house house and house two are on shutter maybe i'll do that maybe i'll do that 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 might be good guys remember thank you so much for joining me on such last minute notice please make sure to like share and most of all subscribe check out the patreon oh one final thing halloween uh sorry sam hayne november coming fire listening series it's the final in our Samhain series. It's here. You can watch it on Patreon right now, or you can watch it on uh, as a YouTube casualty. You can join the membership down below. Um, it'll be out on November 1st for everybody else. And also um, another membership thing and Patreon thing, uh, Monster Mash Serial Review, which is exclusive until Halloween. So make sure you check that out. As we always say here, peace and hey.